It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller uh, with you here until the uh, top of the hour. Trent's play of the day, Circus Sports sponsors that. Uh, coming up here at about 10 minutes before the hour, Nick Olson covers Iowa State for CycloneAlert.com, part of 24-7 Sports. In fact, he just put a piece up on his Twitter account that Iowa State, T.J. Otzelberger, has landed the six foot five. Uh, Jeremiah Williams, a guard from Temple who has, including uh, his COVID year, would have three years of eligibility. Uh, and he has landed the commitment from uh, Jeremiah Williams. So I guess that is the uh, heir apparent to Isaiah Brockington. But Nick will join us on that. He was uh, one of the many media members that had assembled at Ames uh, High School this past Friday to watch practice. So we'll pick his brain on that coming up here. Hope to get Rob Doster, Field of 68, live from New Orleans on the, what, hours away from uh, from the national championship, any word from Doster? Hadn't heard anything. Got the thumbs up earlier, but it's New Orleans, <laughs> and you just never know. I, I believe uh, Sunday is one of the nights that it is. I saw a lot of there was a lot of their Twitter accounts. Yeah. They, um, the, the media that stayed over was out on the town. Why wouldn't you be? It's such a fun place to be. It really is. Yeah, made the Minneapolis Final Four. New Orleans, though, that'd be a different. Oh, no, everybody's on Bourbon Street. I uh, heard a story about what the tickets would have gone for tonight if Duke would have won. So it would have been a bigger ticket because of Krzyzewski, yeah. right? It was something like 6200 a piece. To get in? Yeah. For the worst season? No, no, not for the worst. For, okay. for lower level. It okay. was a coach had relayed that to a All media right. member. that yep. Kay was there. Those coaches' tickets that are in the lower level, if you're part of the coaches' association, you get them. Yeah, and they sell them. And it would have been a pretty price. Because that's what they do. They, well, they used to. Now, they make so much money now. You yeah, just wonder. They, they still do. They still take it? Yeah, mm-hmm. Maybe sure give it do. to an assistant. Maybe. Give it to a staffer. Give mm-hmm. it to the video guy. Here, get rid of these. You can go it, the was a, it was a huge job fair is what it was. I oh, mean, absolutely. everybody. Uh, every coach is there. Uh, this week, oh, we're not okay. Maybe that's a hyperbolic, but you can. Mm-hmm. But there's a it's a it's a coaching conference, is what it is. It's a huge, huge deal, mm-hmm. and the, the build up leading to it. You know, I go back. It was Virginia Texas Tech. Remember, just a couple years ago, those two teams played for a national championship. Unbelievable. Not blue bloods by any no. means. Not like this Final Four that we had. And just walking was that around, two years or three years now. Three would have been 2019. Okay, twenty nothing. Yes, and then twenty one Baylor. Yep. Big 12's been 
prominent in this Absolutely. thing the three out of the last four years, and the one year they weren't there, well, no one was there. And, and Kansas, Kansas might have been there. They were the number one overall team right. going into that tournament, and look at the talent that they had on that squad. It was crazy. But just walking around, Texas Tech fans all over the place, Virginia fans in Minneapolis, just all over the place. And now you think about this, and we talked about it last week, about 13-hour drive from Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. about a 13-hour drive from Lawrence mm-hmm. to get there and just... And on top of it, all right, the Saturday ticket's much more difficult to get. Your team sure, wins. Two sessions, right. Your team wins. Do you hop on the car Sunday? And I know we're going to be able to get tickets at a decent yeah, cha- price. I, I guess. You know, we're not going to be paying $6,000 to get in. Right. You're a fan. You couldn't swing it on. So you just financially couldn't do it. But Because I'm sure that the hotels have a three-night minimum. Right. Do something like that uh-huh. after the game, and maybe we'll have to, you know, Drive an hour, get to Baton Rouge or something, and then we'll get a spot. When we went to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Thirty One in New Orleans, mm-hmm. uh, Packers that was Favre Super Bowl, and uh, and the Patriots before they were the Patriots, um, we stayed in Baton Rouge for that oh, very you? reason. You couldn't yeah. get you couldn't get a hotel unless you're paying unless ridiculous. crazy yeah. money, crazy money. And it was you know what? It was kind of a cool drive between. Who's going to make that drive ever again in her lifetime? Right? right between Baton Rouge and all the swamp and beautiful uh, Lake Pontchartrain and. Yep. Uh, Oh, I was glad we stayed there. I was glad we stayed there. You know, a lot of uh, folks been making the fact or the point that Duke-North Carolina, the rivalry, the greatest rivalry, some would say in sports, certainly in college basketball. Uh, I don't know if college sports, because I'm such a football guy. Yeah, Ohio State-Michigan's guys. Still, right? Yeah. But in, in certainly in college basketball, with Krzyzewski leaving, what does that do to the rivalry? Well, you wonder about the program. Because Duke, for the last 40-plus years, it's been Kay's program and what he built it into. They had pockets of success. Jim Foster, I think, took them to a Final Four in the 70s before he got there. But it was never certainly an elite-level program. They had some success, but just kind of another ACC school. They were like Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. They, they, that's what they looked at. It was a small private school and don't have the same kind of fan base. That's what you wonder because... Is it a guy that made that program, or is it the program now has been built up to this level where it's sustainable? Mm-hmm. And you try to look at you know programs in different sports even that have gone something through this, and there there aren't a whole lot that make a whole lot of sense that kind of have the same kind of success at that kind of level. You bring in a new coach, and after that coach departs, and what happens? I'm trying to think of Indiana maybe with Knight, although they got back there. They did got yeah. back early, but yeah. since then it's been They're not good. But they also had success before Knight got there. So I guess you go that realm. I'm trying to think of a college football. Is there anything that makes sense? Washington? They, Oklahoma they, up and down a little bit? Yeah, but they've had sustained success with a half dozen coaches Sure, now. but they, but there were some down moments too. Down moments, yeah. But they've gone through a lot of coaches, mm-hmm. and most all of them have had pretty major success outside of Howard Schnellenberger for those mm-hmm. two years. Basically, everybody's gone there. Has been the good. two uh, L.A. schools, football wise. A, a lot of coaches, though. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of that one program. The one that, guy that's that, the face, and he's gone. Yep. And then what happened mm-hmm. to that program? How precipitous is the fall off, right. and how long did it fall off for? You know, football. Ohio State, Michigan jumped to mind, but again, that's been a bunch of different coaches. Did you see that Kaepernick at Spring Day or at the I, Spring I didn't, Game? No, I just you know saw there was a clip of it. Mm-hmm. No, is he going to get a chance? I don't think so. He's got a black ball. Is, is, I get it, but you know what? As many guys that are a-holes mm-hmm. get a chance because they can make your team better, Yeah, right? It's not a league of choir boys. 
the blowback on this guy for taking a stand. And five years ago. And so long ago, exactly. Yeah. And think of how the world has changed since he took that stand. Absolutely. It has changed drastically, and yet he still can't get his opportunity. I think at this point... He's, th- he's only 34 years old. But it's easy to say no at this point. Oh, because everybody does. Because he's been away for so long. Uh-huh. Even if there was real interest and there was real intrigue and you liked what you saw, he's been playing five years. Right, and here's the thing that I'll never understand. Again, I'm not, I'm not one of you. I'm, I don't, I'm not an American, right? I'll never watch this. I'll give up on my team if they sign this oh, guy. Yeah. But hang on a second. You, you'd watch Deshaun Watson play, but you won't if... But if they would have signed Kaepernick, you would have said, uh-uh. He did nothing illegal. Nothing. He knelt, he knelt during the anthem. And I was dead wrong on my take on. I thought, come on, this is going to blow over. It mm-hmm. never blew over. No. And maybe that's my lack of citizenship that, you know, that, that um, swayed me in the direction I took. But if you're going to, if the Brownies would have signed Kaepernick, all right, I'm renewing my tickets. Or I'm not renewing my tickets, but Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Oh, so where okay, do I well, sign? Where, 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 well, never mind that. Where can I buy his jersey? And can I get two more? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it. Um, but boy, he looks the part. And ultimately, you know what? People will talk themselves in circles and in pretzels about their team. Uh-huh. Never, and then never becomes well. But mm-hmm. and on and on. And on. You know, speaking speaking the NFL real quick. Um, and and if you're a Washington Commanders fan. Uh, and I know there's not a lot of you out there, at least to don't hear from a lot of them. Um, they may have finally got Daniel Snyder. Do you see what they have? Uh, what, speaking of, like, go back to the first hour, that congressional committee hearings. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what they dug up? Uh, what came out of the uh, hearings in Washington over uh, the the deep dive into the Washington football program? Daniel Snyder had been skimming some of the profits, the attendance profit. So... When you're the visiting team, mm-hmm. you get 40% of the gate. Or oh, okay. it goes to the league mm-hmm. and goes the into league, a pool. Yeah, and, and then they distribute it. Yeah. So 31 of the teams, apparently, they've been doing it on the up and up. Mm-hmm. They take the, let's say it's $100. It's not. It's yeah. not. But it, so $60 keeps, goes into the owner's pocket, $40 goes into the league's pocket. Snyder's skimming from the $40. And he's been busted doing that. So this may finally be the end. And if you're a Commanders fan, that's good news because this guy's been a black mark on your franchise. There's no doubt about it. This has been a poorly run cheerleader scandal. Yes. I mean, Alex Smith, who seems to me is, you know, has he ever said a cuss word in his life type probably, of guy, yeah, right? right? Yeah. He ripped him this weekend. It's an organization that needs a complete overhaul. It does. And not just on the product, on the field, and the ownership no. group. But the stadium mm-hmm. is an absolute disaster. Right, Going away from downtown, going away from RFK, and going to Landover, never worked. No. It's a huge building Trent, on top of The stadium collapsed. There was a section of the stadium that collapsed this year. Remember yeah. the railing people falling? Oh, my God. That would be probably a great thing for the league. Washington, oh, they are, yeah. certainly in my youth, they were a team that was a absolute power. Trent, and dominant. That, the Hogs, yes. Joe Theismann, do it Sonny with multi- Jerkinson. multiple different quarterbacks yes. too. From those guys into Doug Williams into mm-hmm. Mark Rippon, mm-hmm. they did it with a lot of different guys. It was highly successful. And Daryl talk- Green, the fastest guy in the league's patrolling your secondary, one of the biggest media markets right. in the country too. Yes. And they've been nothing short of awful now Terrible. for two plus decades. The Snyder era, yes, the Snyder era. And they've gone and they've tried to do it through the draft. They tried mm-hmm. to go out and do it through free agency. And their answer this year was Carson Wentz. 
Well, good luck. Carson Wentz is fine. I'm not so sure. Well, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with no, them. No. Uh-uh. But compared to the crap that they've trotted out here the last five years? See, I'm a Heineke guy. <laughs> not that on. he was leading them anywhere. No, I exactly. Taylor. You would rather have Heineke as opposed to Carson Wentz. I don't know. Carson Wentz is his own worst enemy. One one drive, he wows you. The next one's like, what are you thinking? I would rather have the wow guy. Because there is that little bit of wow yes. mixed in with all the other stuff? Taylor Heineke. Look, I, I guess I like this story. Those, oh, that's, those guys that's a part that, of you know, sleeping on couches, waiting for an opportunity, finally gets a chance. And Look, he uh, who, did, who did they push? Brady and the Buccaneers, right, in that uh, first round? They pushed him. Hard as hard as anybody had um, in in that playoff run before they finally got over the hump. Oh, by the way, the uh, the Tom Brady Bruce Arians thing. I think there's something to it. The, the more time that goes through with this, I think there is something to it. All right, looks like Rob Doster coming up here momentarily. We'll get to him, Nick Olson again. Nick just broke the story, or he had it on his Twitter account. He's the first one I saw do it, so I'll give him credit till I'm told otherwise. Uh, Jeremiah Williams from Temple is going to be a part of T.J. Otzelberger's Iowa State team going forward with three years of eligibility left. Let's get to New Orleans. Rob Doster uh, joins us for a few minutes. Uh, national championship tonight. Um, Rob uh, Trenton, Ken, thanks for finding a few minutes. How are you? I'm doing great. What's going on, guys? You sound a little rough, dude. Hey, man, look. New Orleans got the best of us. <laughs> New Orleans gets the best of everybody sometimes. Yeah, no, it certainly did. Well, let's go back to the weekend before we pick your brain. We won't keep you. I know that you'd probably need a little shut-eye before the game tonight. You guys will be, after the game, you're actually on site, right? I know you were Saturday. Will you be back in similar uh, digs tonight following the game? Yeah, we're going to be in the building. We're going to be courtside. We're going to be uh, doing a pregame show from inside the media room. Um you know, if all of us make it down there. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, yeah, we're going to be in there. Okay, good stuff. Well, uh, to the Duke-North Carolina game, uh, did it, fair to say, it lived up to everyone's expectations. How will you remember that one, Rob? Um, two things. One is is Coach K's walk off the floor. Um, you know, he, he kind of hung around a little bit to shake every North Carolina player's hand. Uh, but to me, like the, the biggest memory and the most memorable moment from that game was Caleb Love's step back three. Mm-hmm. You know, every there hasn't been a buzzer beater in this NCAA tournament, but that shot from Caleb Love is, you know, you get a game winner and and, and you get a shot where you more or less end Coach K's career with that jumper. So um, that's the one that I'm going to remember. Let's go to tonight. I'm intrigued by this matchup. Ken and I are on opposite sides of it, so you can be our tiebreaker at least for now. Kansas comes in playing their best full game of basketball, going back to the first half of the Elite Eight game. They're playing at a high level, but there's just something about this Carolina team. doesn't matter who comes up, from the plucky underdog St. Peter's to what they did in a spot where a lot of people didn't give them a chance to win it against Duke. How are you seeing tonight's game? It feels like North Carolina is the team of destiny at this point, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like why Why do we keep picking against them? They have four guys that can go and give you 20 on any given night. They have a player at five that can that can deal with David McCormick inside. You know, that this is – we talk about guard play all the time through, through NCAA tournament content. And I think it's safe to say that the best guards in college basketball right now or Caleb Love and R.J. Davis. Like, who's been, who's played better than them over the course of the last six weeks, right? Since that loss to Pitt, since they got embarrassed by Pitt, 
Who has played better than Caleb Love and R.J. Davis? I don't think anybody has. And the thing I love about Hubert Davis and the way that he coaches this team is that he just lets those two dudes go, right? Like in the past, Roy Williams' teams and Dean Smith teams, they ran they ran a Carolina break, right? They ran offense. They ran two bigs. They crashed the glass. They did the same thing that they were going to do over and over and over and over and over again. They, they, they ran Roy Williams' stuff. Hubert's not doing it. Go back and watch the last 15 minutes of that North Carolina Duke game. All they did was give the ball to Caleb Love and R.J. Davis, put them in a high ball screen, get everybody else out of the way, and say, hey, you two, go do something. Go win this game for us, right? And I think that, I think that the, the ability to just figure out what works, not worry about any kind of system, not worry about any kind of ego that comes with running your stuff, not worrying about any of that, and just saying, okay, this is our best way to win, that is what, that is what Hubert Davis um, took advantage of, and that is how uh, North Carolina knocked off Duke. And I think you got to give him so much credit for that. I think uh, the when it comes to Kansas, I think they've played their best 60 minutes maybe of the year, their last 60 minutes, the 40 against Villanova and then the final 20 minutes uh, in the Miami game when they were perfect. Uh, I don't think Baji's going to get uh, have nowhere anywhere near the success he had. He couldn't miss early. On the other hand, though, Remy Martin's got, has got an opportunity to maybe elevate his game and maybe pick up some of that slack. And if there is an underrated guy on, at least I think he's underrated, Jalen Wilson to He's kind of that Jayhawk that's flying under the radar, right? McCormick and then Lightfoot coming in, and Braun makes some shots. Wilson, to me, uh, might be the X factor in this game. Could he be? Yeah, I mean, I think he's important. Uh, I would. I think Remy Martin's really important too. I think the point you made about him, like we, we kind of know what Kansas is at this point, right? Like David McCormick's going to give you what he gives you. Shia Bosch is an All American. Christian Brown's going to give you what he gives you. Um, DeWan Harris kind of is who he is. Remy Martin is the guy that can, you know, kind of go for 20 points, 25 points without really needing anything called for him. And the thing about this North Carolina team, I don't even know if you guys know this. If you go back to after that pit loss, right, and you use Torvik, I don't know if you guys use Torvik, but he allows you to break down his efficiency metrics based on a certain period of time. Since that loss to Pitt, North Carolina is a top five defensive team in college basketball. Wow, didn't know that. So, so that you need someone that can go out there and um, and and break down a set defense. You need someone that can go out there and make a play when no one else is making a play when you can't get anything going. That's what's going to have to happen. I mean, we saw it against we saw it against Duke. Like down the stretch, they needed someone to go out there and make a play, and it kind of ended up being like. All right, well, Powell's going to dribble into a brick wall and try to get it too. Uh, all right, maybe Trevor Keels is going to try to dribble into a brick wall and get it too. You know, Jeremy Roach is going to go out there and, and try to do something. I think Remy Martin is going to end up being a guy where we say if they win, it's because of what he did uh, in, in you know those those key possessions down the stretch. So I think Remy Martin is the X factor, the the swing guy. Well, however you want to phrase that, Remy Martin to me is that guy. One way or the other, Kansas has got. Well, something coming their way. After this one uh, finishes up, how quickly it'll happen. Maybe it'll be a postseason ban, Bill Self suspended games, maybe even for the full year. There's a lot still coming down to the pike. Has that tainted things at all from a KU perspective? And, and certainly Cyclone fans, no, though. No. Maybe they're rooting you know how for... much fun this made it? <laughs> you know how much fun it's made that? I, imagine the image of this. Bill Self, 
facing a uh, a a suspension, facing a postseason ban, facing multiple level one violations, Jeez. facing all that he's facing for doing what he did, and he's going to walk out there with uh, with his team and accept the trophy from Mark Emmert? Are you kidding me? There's nothing I want more. You know what he needs? Remember that video um, that they did where he was walking around with a huge Adidas shirt and a big old chain on uh-huh. when they had Snoop Dogg come out and they had the stripper poles and they had those those fake money guns shooting at him? I need I need that Bill Self to come out. <laughs> I need him with the Adidas T-shirt, the big old fake chain, and Snoop Dogg's money guns coming out and just spraying them at Mark Emmert when he gets out on stage. That's what we need to happen, hmm. right? Well, what's better than that? That'd be unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Rob, sorry to wake you. <laughs> uh, have fun tonight. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on, brother. We'll do one more. Once you get back home, we'll we'll recap uh, what we saw. It's been phenomenal. Thank you, Rob Doster. Field of 68. Uh, check him out on Twitter. It's a, it's a great, great watch. Thanks, Rob. New Orleans takes everybody down. Yeah, yes, wow, it does. Guys. I remember it well. It's been a while. Thank you, bud. Good to talk to you. Rob Doster. Boy, he's rough. He <laughs> sounded it. They tied one on last Ooh, night. I mean, to punch him in the nose and drain his eyes, I can just imagine how he looks. I have, well, That's kind of how I felt that uh, Friday that we were in Vegas a couple weeks back. Uh, well, you got started with a bucket of beer. Like As soon as we got off the air, they put six beers in front of you. You drank every one of them. Hair of the dog. We'll take our time out, come back, and uh, finish things up uh, with Nick Oson. covers Iowa State. Well, I shouldn't say finish things up. we got your play of the day. <laughs> your Vision Iowa sponsors. Tax Day, by the way, it is uh, creeping ever closer. But uh, Your Vision Iowa uh, is way more than just taxes. Vision Financial Services, Mike Hammond and the crew over there. The website is yourvisioniowa.com. Getting close to retirement. Well, if you are and haven't made arrangements, my hands up. Uh, you're probably too late. Uh, but if you want to get that jump and, and be ready when it gets here, um, Mike can help you out with that. If you're a small business, all the bookkeeping stuff that you don't want to do that you can, uh, you know, pass off or uh, put them in the hands of professionals to do that so they can concentrate on your actual, so you can concentrate on your actual business. Vision Financial Services, Mike and Jerry Hammond, online, yourvisioniowa.com, yourvisioniowa.com. Iowa.com. Been doing trends in my taxes for, well, a long time, and we're very happy with them because they will be there if there's a question that comes up at any time during the year. Nick Olson comes up next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. One for podcasting. Globin Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your door. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale or call Craig at 515-282-3000. 282-3000. It's Global Direct Mail and Marketing. Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home and what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renter's Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renter's Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? 
You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness but you can rent it. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell from Elite Eye Care, University Avenue, West Des Moines, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Bell, tell us about vision therapy. Not only are we doing vision therapy to rehab visual issues that are impacting reading, learning, and sports in general, but we're also using vision therapy to enhance visual skills like eye-hand coordination, timing, reaction speed, and overall accuracy and efficiency. To get started with our sports vision therapy, you get a comprehensive eye exam at either of our locations at the Eye Company in Ankeny or in our West Des Moines location. That's Elite Eye Care in West Des Moines and the Eye Company in Ankeny. And online, iDrDesMoines.com. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. Just past 11.30 on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Good to talk to our next guest, Nick Oson. Uh, he was at spring practice. I know I read his stuff and I saw him on TV. He's got a, he's figured it out very early. Just stand behind Randy Peterson uh-huh. and at some point you're going to get on TV. <laughs> Hello, Nick Oson. Trent and Ken, how are you? I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm pretty pretty good and pretty energetic compared to maybe some other guests today. <laughs> yeah, good boy. Yeah, Rob. Was, you, uh, you didn't have a woo. keg of beer like Doster last night. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 yeah, that was that was brutal. Anyways, uh, good to talk to you, Nick. Let's start with the news you broke this morning, or you were you had a you was up on your side first, so I'm giving you credit. It might have been a release, so you can correct me. But Jeremiah Williams, the Temple guard. I know you when you joined us last week, you mentioned uh, that this might be a name to watch. He's a six five guard. It uh, looks as though he is the heir apparent to Brockington's role. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Jeremiah Williams going to be a cyclone. He is. Yep. Um, I I was able to you know get it up pretty quickly. I think a couple sites definitely did. Uh, there was not a release today. Um, I'd kind of spoken with him a little bit actually just before this as well. So it sounds like I'm not sure if I would say you know necessarily exactly the Brockington role overall, but absolutely on the defensive end. Uh, like I said, I spoke with him. He really prides himself on, you know, kind of his versatility, being able to guard one through three, really one through four, uh, can get in the passing lanes, you know, some nice length there as well. And he's got the handles. I mean, really the only difference there between Brockington is, is obviously the scoring ability, right? But he's shown some success in driving the ball. I think his shot can improve. And, yeah, I think, you know, on, what is it, April 4th, I think that's a really good addition in the portal with just using one scholarship right now. Well, to play for TJ, you got to play some defense. At least that's mm-hmm. how they were built a year ago, as we know, Nick. What about on that end of the floor? Again, it's easy to look at points, rebounds, assists, find numbers offensively. What do we know about him as a defender? Yeah, so he averaged about a steal and a half over the last couple years uh, at Temple. He still has three years of eligibility because of you know the COVID year now and 
and things like that. But like I said, I think, you know, if, if Kelsher indeed comes back with his kind of on-ball defense and obviously Tyrese Hunter's ball pressure and ability to pick up steals there, there could truly be kind of a gauntlet, one through three, one through four, uh, for Iowa State on the defensive end. And that's something, you know, kind of from what I've heard in my brief conversations with Jeremiah, he's not afraid to put in that work and kind of build his, you know, his aura and his identity on that end of the floor. And I think that really kind of bonded with the the culture that TJ and, you know, Coach Blount, Coach Green, and, and Iowa State have really put in with the Cyclones program. Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports, uh, is with us. Uh, well, that that's good. So, so Nick, you mentioned Cal Sher, and he's, he's still got to make his decision. Any timeline on that? And then it seems like Enaruna would be the only question mark unless that happened this weekend. I missed it. Uh, Enaruna and Cal Sher, what about their timelines? Yeah, so you didn't miss anything uh, from Enaruna over the weekend. That really is. Um, kind of all the guys left from what I can expect. And, you know, from everything I've heard and people I've spoken with, Kelsher's still expected back. Uh, I would guess the timeline, you know, potentially in the next couple weeks. I think he's definitely thinking some things over, and obviously there's a lot of action in the portal. Uh, and Aruna is, is one of the bigger question marks that I've kind of run into. I mean, from everything, you know, I've expected, I, I still would think that, he enters the portal, but I, I heard that there were some more conversations with the staff and the program last week, and I think that he's, you know, if he's able to kind of get in the right headspace per se and maybe realize his role might not be exactly, you know, what he kind of anticipated, uh, there's a chance he's back in a Cyclones uniform. I would expect to hear from him sooner than Kelsher, though. So Williams on board. What else in the transfer market? I know it's always in flux. It's always changing. We could talk this afternoon. It might be different. But right now, what else is out there with an Iowa State perspective in the transfer market? Yeah, like you mentioned, it is always changing. But Jeremiah is a guy that, you know, was kind of buzzing for a couple weeks. And as is Iowa State's need for, you know, a big man, primarily one that can score and and hopefully stretch the floor a little bit. So that's there. there are a couple – you know, big names floating around. That's kind of the position that the, the team will be focused on in the next week or so. Uh, definitely high targets, uh, especially coming from the Horizon League, a couple Wisconsin natives there. Um, and I would say that if the team can land, you know, potentially one of those guys, especially a, a transfer from Wright State, uh, that would be a big win for the program. I, I personally think they will end up likely getting one of those guys at that position and, you know, as long as the team returns who we kind of expect, I'd say the offseason would be considered an ultimate success for Iowa State. Well, let's get into football. Trent, are you done basketball-wise? Yeah. Uh, let, let's move to football. And, of course, uh, Hunter Deckers is the heir apparent at that position. A lot of folks, a lot of eyeballs on, on Brecht, uh, Rocco Brecht, right, who's coming in, true freshman. Uh, what, what is that? Um, I mean, let's start, I guess, start with Hunter Deckers. When you watched him on on Friday, what did you see out of the, I guess, heir apparent at, uh, for Brock Purdy? I came away impressed. You know, obviously there's a lot of interest and kind of focus on the quarterback position. I think he's cleaned up his release a little bit. It looks a little smoother to me. Uh, he's still got that power. And, I mean, honestly, from kind of who I've spoken with, with the, with the coaches and even some of the players, I feel like there is, you know, this underlying feeling of excitement and confidence behind this quarterback change. You know, Purdy was obviously – kind of a legend here and and nothing could take away from that but I think athletically 
And especially on a deep ball, you know, Deckers has a chance to kind of overstep what Purdy did there. And like I said, it's a small sample size, but I came away impressed. And, you know, I'm hoping to see some more scrimmaging and 1v1 in these open practices to see what he can really do against a live defense. So the running back spot, uh, big, big shoes to fill, certainly mm. there with the departure of Brees uh, Hall to the NFL. And a new name, a guy that just got onto campus, Cartavius Norton. What do you see out of the freshman running back? Yeah, he is one of the probably top two or three names there's been the most buzz about. The thing that impressed me about him is just the way, you know, it, it sounds simple, but how he runs. He's just a pure punishing runner. He's got that burst from behind the backfield. You hope that he can, you know, at least from what I saw, work on his catching out of the backfield a little bit. Uh, that seems to be an area to improve. But, yeah, I would certainly be shocked if he's not getting a lot of, you know, PT this year. I think Jirel Brock is a really good running back, too. He's kind of got that top burst through the hole, and obviously he's got the, you know, kind of program and experience in hand, pass pro as well. But I believe the running back position is going to be another area of strength, as it has been with the Cyclones the last five or six years, really. Interesting. I'll go back to the quarterback for a second because it seemed like, you know, when they both got on campus at the same time that uh, uh, that Bowman, who's a big kid in his own right, and Deckers, who is a big kid, that these two would, would really battle it out, right? When Purdy's exhausted his eligibility, uh, that it's going to be a, 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 two, a, a two-man race for that position. Where's Bowman at in, in, in his growth um, at the quarterback position, is there a chance that, you know, when we finally do get that first depth chart after they go through this and go through August, that Brecht has, uh, has supplanted Bowen as the backup? I think there is a chance that happens. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I try not to definitely get too far ahead, but just kind of, you know, in Campbell's impression of Rocco already and the way he throws the ball, yeah, I, I would say that was the quarterback I was second most impressed with I mean the talent is obviously there he got on campus early Campbell noted uh post-practice that he was really happy that Rocco was able to do that and yeah pure talent wise I would say he's probably the second quarterback on the roster uh, in terms of best but you know it's still early I don't Mm -hmm. think that's far-fetched to ask by any means though I wouldn't be shocked if we saw that we love talking about the offense, the quarterback, the running back, Xavier Hutchinson back, and some young receivers, but it all doesn't matter if you can't block. <laughs> right. And that offensive line, it has been a, a point of contention for really the Campbell era. Every mm-hmm. time it felt like they were taking a step forward, it seemed like there was two steps back that happened because of injury, because of ineffectiveness, whatever it is. Offensive line, it's hard to read in a practice how an offensive line is developing, but anything pop off to you on Friday? Uh, yeah, that's pretty fair to say. I would say uh, it's comfortable that there's going to be some work to do, especially in the run game. I think pass pro was pretty good. Um, obviously, that's a little harder to judge in practice, but I expect it to be somewhat improved at some of the issues we've seen, like you said. But based on what I've seen so far, there's definitely still work to do, and you hope that you know some of the, the younger talent or guys that have been there a few years but you know, obviously maybe didn't start along with a star like Trevor Downing, can really get that together because the offense is actually brewing with talent at just about every position. But like you said, you know, if you can't defend or you can't block, 
you're not going to be in too many games anyway. Hmm. Receiver-wise, we know Hutchinson's there. Uh, what about some of the young guys? Any of, that, any of them get your attention? And just the fact, I mean, whoever wins the quarterback job, and it'd be, I think it would be an upset if it's not Deckers, having Hutchinson is, is so beneficial in his growth as he takes the reins for the first time. But what about some of the younger guys? Any catch your eye? Yeah, Greg Gaines, I think, is comfortably a budding star at the receiver position. He'll be a true freshman. It'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of how much run he actually gets this season. I expect him to be somewhat of a fixture in the offense. His route running ability is very impressive for this early in his college career. He's got great hands. He's got that burst, like I mentioned. And, you know, other than X, he might be the most talented receiver on the roster already. I know that the the staff has been really impressed with him, too. Obviously, there's a lot to learn in that Campbell offense. But, yeah, he's a guy that I've consistently heard either at every practice or really every press conference we've had. I've got some pretty high expectations for Greg Gaines. Well, we know all the new names that are coming through, and we're learning more and more about these guys. But at 24-7, Nick, you guys do a lot with the recruiting. So spring practice, this is a time to invite guys in. What's it looking like? Is there a big recruiting weekend still to come? What do you anticipate going forward and some commitments uh, coming down the pike? Yeah, uh, so actually a couple big targets were at practice over the weekend. Uh, Jamison Patton and J.J. Cole, who I know we've mm-hmm. talked about on this show. I would expect them to continue to um, make their appearances at practice along with you know local star wideout Kai Black. And there are still a couple big recruiting weekends. I would say this upcoming one, couple targets at the linebacker position. Uh, Aston Stevens and Jack Sadowski, they've both consistently had Iowa State high on the radar. I'm excited to catch up with them, as well as a couple targets at the running back position. So this will be kind of the last scheduled big overnight they have, uh, along with obviously the open practice, which I'll be at. And I would not, you know, be surprised if you get an Iowa State commitment in the next Week and a half, two weeks, especially at a big position, either quarterback or wide receiver. Yep. Well, we'll watch that. Uh, you do want me a favor, if you would, this practice. Uh, Tavon Kyle, I don't want to put words in Trent's mouth, but we saw this kid early in his career and thought, man, the sky's the limit, uh-huh. and really hasn't taken that next step. Uh, did you see any of that, that uh, as far as his progression? I would have to look, yeah, a little more, you know, on field, but off the field, he's gotten some, uh, you know, kind of compliments and recognition for his leadership, especially with some of the young guys so far. So I think from what I've heard, it's all good. You know, he was running some with the ones as well. But, yeah, I will certainly – I'm actually wanting to focus a little more on the defense this week, you know, obviously outside of the quarterback position. Well, we look forward to discussing with you a week from today when you join us. Nick Oson, follow him, folks. He does a great job covering Iowa State. 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. And, um, well, good stuff out of you, Nick Oson. Appreciate you coming on. Give us the Twitter handle, Nick. means a lot to me, guys. It's uh, at... The real Nick Osen, O S E N. Thank o- you so much. O S E N at the real Nick Osen. Good stuff, Nick. Talk to you next uh, Monday. Thank you. Can't wait. Appreciate it, guys. All right, take care. Good to hear from you, Nick Osen, Iowa State beat reporter for twenty four seven Sports. Play of the daytime coming up next. Circus Sports sponsors that Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three.
Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on... Do you remember when America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and company? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or on Meyer Squibb and Pfizer. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale or call Craig at 515-282-3000. It's Global Direct Mail and Marketing. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes here. Murph and Andy coming up at 1. The Fanatics at 3 o'clock. Play of the day. Uh, the point spread is what, four still? Four, four and a half? I see pretty much fours, at least when I looked uh, right before the show today. Let's get an updated look get, here. To get the money line, too, if you could. Uh, but the site that I have that has everything doesn't have money lines. Okay. Listed. So it does quite have everything. Well, it has all the sports books, though. Circa, it is minus four. Westgate's minus four. South Point, minus four. DraftKings, minus four. Yeah, it's one, four and a half. That's a heritage. That's offshore. So, stateside. You're looking at a four, four across the way. Now, I can find a way to see what the best money line is. Now, you already bet on it, though. I do. I just want to see how much money. If I you have blew to your opportunity. Some more. <laughs> you blew your opportunity waiting on it. All right, let's see here. Let's go money line. Well, right now, Bet Rivers is the best that I see at plus 175. Are you kidding me? It's gone up that much? Points bet plus 165. DraftKings plus 160 if you want North Carolina. Caesars plus 175 also, Circa plus 167. Shop around, mm-hmm. as always, Absolutely. as we always tell you. Yep. Get that best money, money, that best number so you can make the most money. What are you going to do? I'm still playing Kansas. Are you? I'm going to lay the four. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest thing I do wonder about, the emotional letdown. I know they're playing for a national championship, but 
all the buildup, everything that happened leading into You're the game. You're talking about North Duke. Carolina? Yeah. What's, I, I could see that. What's left in the tank for them? Did they win their national championship uh, on Saturday night? Interesting angle. So that's how I see it. That's kind of the one. Now you got me thinking a little bit, TC, <laughs> right. which is good. That's the one that continues to linger in the back of my uh-huh. mind. What's going to be left emotionally? I mentioned at the top, Baycock, we got to see him yeah. to see where he is physically. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big component, too. But, you know, I can't just play the game. No. What, what else have you found? Well. First basket. Yes. Yes. Is there an MVP prop option? Uh, not in the state of Iowa, remember. We're not allowed to bet on that. That's too bad. Because it's voting. Yeah. And I get it. I understand it. Yeah, I do, too. Disagree, but I, I understand do. I, it. I do, too. At the very least, first bucket of the game. Who do you like? Oh, give me give me some prices. I don't want to take any of the favorites. Well, Leaky Black is not plus nineteen fifty tonight. Like he's, he was, yeah. he's down to ten to one now. Um, he is the long shot on the board, at least from a Carolina perspective. And it's Harris fourteen to one is the longest of the starters there. First bucket of the game. Give me Brady Maddock. Is he eight six to one? Six to one. Okay, not too bad. How about getting Caleb Love at seven to one? That's where I'm jumping. Okay. And I hit both sides of this, both the Final Four games, leading scorer in the game. I'm going back to the well, and I'm going with Remy Martin after that putrid performance on Saturday. He had, yeah, he was terrible. He had three points. How about 12-1? to 1? I love that price. Trent, if, if he is the leading scorer, they are cutting down the nets. Kind of a correlated parlay here. I think that's Put a, that think together that's a good with play. Kansas minus four, and that's how I'm going to play it. So we got leading scorer, Remy Martin at 12-1. to 1. First bucket of the game. You got Brady Manick at six to one. I got Caleb Love at seven to one. I'm laying the points, and you're going Carolina money line. Well, um, but I've got a twelve to one ticket on yes, Kansas in my pocket, so I'm in pretty good shape. I'm cashing no matter what. Yes. Well, we appreciate you folks spending some time here with us this morning. Trent and I are with you every Monday through Friday from ten until noon. A lot more local programming still to come. Uh, the Fanatics are three, but prior to them, of course, Murph and Andy will be here at one. What's tonight? Is there anything? Probably nothing tonight. I would think yeah, would be think on the network, quiet. right? Because I would say Coach's Sports. show is they're done for the year. Um, and then Cyclones Tuesday, Hawkeyes Wednesday, Barnstormers Thursday. we got to start to get in baseball. Opening day is a couple days away. Well, absolutely. Uh, we'll do some um, division, some over-unders. Yeah, we've got some time. Okay. We're going to have Brian Walton on the Cardinals tomorrow. Great. Take a look at the one of the, air quote, local teams. Uh, thanks for being with us. Enjoy the championship tonight. Please be a close game. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.